Hey, this is Coach Rai. And this is Anton. And you're listening to Shift Forward. Last episode, we talked about remote work, a lot of our discussion about remote work. So maybe let's continue the discussion. Yeah, of course. All right. I think for this episode, I really want to talk about, you know, I want to be real and talk about challenges of remote work because I'm sure there will be. Yeah, especially right now where the situation has become global and everyone is thinking about solution in terms of how do they continue their business and how they can manage the situation proactively. So the remote work is somehow becoming an essential, Uh which every company needs to have in place in order to be able to mitigate any worst case scenario, especially brought upon by the pandemic situation that we're having right now. Yeah, I mean, mean, it's really gaining a lot of traction. Just the, the other day I posted about remote work and it has to be one of the most engaging posts for in my feed for a while. And I, and I guess that's really exactly why I want to talk about challenges, right? Cause with everybody trying to get into it, I'm sure they will get into challenges. So maybe let's talk about that. Maybe what are the, you know, what would be the biggest challenge you see happening for these companies, especially those that are just implementing it now? Yeah. Just the other day I was talking to a colleague working in Europe and he told me that one of the big benefits or one of the options that they have when they're working is the work from home capability. So every week they choose a day or two within the week where they can do remote work at home and they manage the meetings um, on the days that they're going to the office and Mm -hmm. manage the workload that they're going to do whenever they do um, remote work. Right, yeah. In the Philippines, it's still in the awareness stage of what is remote work and what are the benefits of um, remote work. And right now, especially with the current setup that we have, internet connection is one of the key components because um, right now, a lot of the office tools that we have are big in terms of data requirement when you're connecting with them. Some organizations rely a lot on virtual desktops. So Mm -hmm. um, virtual desktop has a big internet or data requirement for it to work accordingly, similar to the workspace. Right. Yeah. I I mean, I totally agree. I think internet connection is definitely a challenge (laughs) Um, in the Philippines. You know, it's something that uh, even the employees, they, they might have the n- not the good enough connection to be able to do the, their basic work, right? And yes, to your point about virtual desktops, uh, I think those, those Citrix, right? Those things, I understand the security implications, but those are, need a lot of data. And yeah, so that would be one challenge, especially in our environment. Yeah, especially... The internet plans here in the Philippines, they have this um, fair use policy, the FUP. So you might have the speed, but the bandwidth or the data limit that you have on a daily basis might be a challenge when you're using a lot of um, applications that your work requires for you to be able to perform and produce output that is required from you. You know, I've experienced it first. And I think one of the things that 
I've tried at least with my team to mitigate that is kind of find a kind of work that does not require a lot of data. Luckily for me, we did not have that restriction on using virtual desktops, right? So, you know, as long as you're able to download all the data into your machine before you get off work and head home, then you have all the documents that you need to actually do your work, whether that be testing, uh, creating scripts, writing those documents. That was one way we did it. That's a real challenge. I'm not sure if there's anything much we can do <laughs> apart from planning our work in such a way that we work on the not so data heavy. That's a real challenge indeed. Anything else that we should be looking for? For those working in in banks, insurance companies, and other financial companies, they're very secured, especially with, with regard to the data privacy. So the applications here uh, has a lot of security levels before you're able to access it. And when mm-hmm. you talk about security levels, it will be requiring a lot of data. Yeah. So you have to look at the options if you're a manager or someone who's managing at the team mm. on the viability of having someone or some people do work from home. So just assess accordingly on what are the pros and cons and for you to be able to decide if someone needs to do remote work or someone needs to stay in the office because of the challenge of the internet access. Any other challenges? I'm sure there are many, but what would be the next biggest thing that you should look out for? In terms of challenges, um, monitoring the output of the individual who's um, doing the work from home. Yeah, I think we covered this a bit last time, right? So yeah, um, maybe talk into more detail about that. Yeah, because um, I read in one of the business internet websites that those employees who are doing remote work takes longer break on the average, but it doesn't mean that they're not productive, but they're actually more productive by 10 minutes per day. So take into account 10 minutes over a week's period. It's actually, you're getting more from them, almost one hour worth of productivity versus the one staying at home, but they're taking in more breaks. But if you consider that, how are you able to monitor their progress? Like, are they more productive or are they able to complete more work at the start of the day or are they able to complete more work at the end of their day? Mm. So how do you monitor that, that and ensure that it is still aligned with what you're expecting from them? So, so to clarify what they are saying is the data says that virtual workers or remote workers take longer breaks. So when they when they take a break, it will be, you know, not the usual 15 minute coffee break, but, you know, they are more productive in terms of the whole day. If you take the whole day into account, is that what they're saying? Yeah, that's exactly what the research okay. data is saying. But right. because just imagine yourself, I'm working at home. Everything that you need as a human being is actually there because that's your home. That's your dwelling. Mm-hmm. So. What you can do is actually take more coffee breaks, water breaks, and then the bio breaks that you have because you're at home. It's right. it's just an arm's length away. Everything is arm's length away. But yeah. when you're in the office, you tend to just be in your desk yeah. and then work accordingly. But the problem when you're working in the office is a lot of people come to you, you know, 
um, ask you about something and then personal stuff or work stuff. So uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I think to add to that, as what you were saying about when you are taking a break at home, one thing that I can see is, for example, coffee in the office, there would be, uh, you know, a coffee machine and your, your coffee's ready. You have a dispenser where you can just press a button and you get the coffee at work. You'll probably have to, you know, mix your own drink and all that stuff. So, and also, you know, if you sometimes have your family with you, when you go out, you'll probably have uh, some chit chat time with them first and all that. So I kind of see the point about taking longer breaks, but I like that the data still says that on the average, they are still more productive overall, even with all these longer breaks. And in terms of monitoring, is there anything you can suggest about this again? I mean, like I said, we talked about it last week, but anything more that they can do in terms of monitoring their remote workers given this data? Yeah, um, one of the agile coaches that I work with um, right now is actually they're suggesting about a pit stop. The pit stop is more of like scheduled meeting, like a midpoint meeting within the team wherein the manager asks all the team members how much have they accomplished and they provide a status update individually on the progress of their work for the day. And then mm-hmm. they'll be able to assess during the midpoint pit stop the midpoint that pit they're stop. on track or they're not on track or there's a potential delay. So how does this pit stop work? Is it like a video meeting with all the team members or is it a simple chat that they send? How does this work? It's usually it's group chat. Uh, if you're using uh, Skype or any messenger tools, mm, okay. there's a group chat that is initiated by someone within the team. And then they'll agree on a certain time of the day wherein they'll be reporting what has been accomplished and what is potentially delayed okay. or what are the issues for you to be able to address something right. before it blows up. So, okay. yeah, sounds good. Yeah, so if everything is in line accordingly, um, the team manager can opt not to run another pit stop unless a team member calls for it before the end of the day or an hour or two hours before the end of their work shift. Ah, I think in tech, there's something similar, but it's not the same thing. I don't think it's the same thing. With some, we had something similar called Scrum. I don't know if you're familiar with that. They usually run it face to face, but I've done it with a remote team wherein there are just three questions that we ask the team members. What did you do? What are you going to do? And then any blockers or, you know, anything that's getting in your way. That was, those were the only three questions that was asked. And it should not take more than 10, 15 minutes for a team. So it's just a really pretty much like a quick pit stop, I guess. But we just had something like that in terms of scrum that we call it scrum meetings. All right. So pit stop is good. So just to summarize, it's basically a it can be a group chat, even with just a team. Team leader usually calls for it, but a team member can also call for it if they feel that it's necessary. All right. Exactly. And this is more of like the challenge of um, calling a pit stop in a chat is the tendency of the people is actually type in, I'm okay, I'm doing fine, I'm on track, (laughs) versus trying to expand the conversation that something is not going according to plan. So as a team manager, you have to know that 
tendencies of your team members that someone is not doing okay versus someone is on track. So that's also one of the things that a manager needs to consider when when assessing or monitoring the daily progress of the team. Remote work is not an excuse for managers not to know their team members and their team members' tendencies. Yes, definitely. All right. Anything else on monitoring? Actually, that was it. I'm going to the third point right now. This is really one of the challenges in terms of the human side of things for those who are working remotely. It's the work-life balance. How, How are you going to socialize right now? Because you're at home. You have no one to talk to other than maybe your your family or if you're living alone, your pets. And the tendency is you have a disassociation, if there's a word for that, or you're not being associated with someone or anyone for you to be able to have good conversations, develop Mm -hmm. social relationships. So that's why those employees or those um, professionals who are working remotely tend to take more days off than those who are working in the office because they actually need it. At Mm -hmm. the end of the day, we're all humans and we need to interact with someone. And it's very hard for them like to socialize because you're at the confines or you're at the comfort of your home. And whenever someone asks you to have an after work drinks or after work meal, your tendency is to not to go to that, not to accept the invite because you're already at home and you don't want want to spend your time in the traffic and then for a meal or for a drink or two Mm -hmm. and then go home. Yeah. I mean, I I super love this. I think what you were saying about the work-life balance and all that, a lot of times people have this uh, wrong notion that you know, if you do work from home, it's better in terms of social because you, you get to have more time with the family. It's true that you can have more time with the family because you remove the traffic, right? And all that stuff that we talked about last time. But at the same time, it also happens where you are working from home and your spouse might not be working at home. So you don't really get that family time anyway. And even if they are working from home, you're still eight hours working, <laughs> right? And you're not really interacting with anybody. And at this point, what people forget is when you are at home and you don't have that physical connection with people or that face-to-face uh, relationship, it does, you know, have that, that effect on you. Like you were saying, people are social beings. We need to be in a social group. It's a totally different dynamic when you are working from home. That I, I think if you've never work from home don't assume that you know you'll be able to still you know the social relationships will be the same it's totally different the work-life balance aspect is often overlooked by people who are doing work from home because they always see the benefit of the work from home personally yeah but at the same time they often neglect that people need to connect with other people and yeah this is the one that's going to help them be able to develop their personal self and then at the same time be more Mm -hmm. confident in communicating with other individuals. Yeah. So if 
those organizations and those companies have um, remote work in place, um, they have to be mindful in terms of how do they address that in terms of um, the engagement activities that they have, how do they address the team of team ethos wherein someone who's working remotely still feels being part of the team or being part of an organization because this is very essential in terms of building a happy workplace, whether the workplace is work from home or within the office. There was this conversation, there was this thread on um, one of the Facebook groups and and, and I think that was actually one of the questions a person asked about how can I make my meetings, my online meetings fun and engaging? And they went on to say not just the meetings, but even just all the interactions that we do with them, right? To make sure that everyone still feels like a team even if they are not physically together, right? Because they will start the remote work arrangement this coming Monday. So the manager was kind of concerned that, hey, I've never done this. What can I do? So there were some good suggestions there. So one of the things that I liked was if you're going to have a meeting, you know, have one question that is non-work, personal stuff, right? Like simple thing like, hey, how are you? Or what did you do today? What was the most interesting that you did yesterday or over the weekend? And ask that question and have give each like 15 to 20 seconds just to answer that, just to get them talking about their personal life, having that connection with people. Anything you can add to that question? Any answer that you have for them, Anton? I, I like that you've mentioned about having those questions that someone is able to connect mm-hmm. to someone who's working from home. It's just being mindful that someone is still asking them how they're doing and (laughs) trying to connect with them because it's a very simple act of kindness that people tend to neglect and overlook but at the same time if you're not doing something as simple as that people tend to be disconnected and then not being or not having that feeling of being part of something outside than their selves or outside of their home or confines. Yeah, because I mean, I've been in teams where the meetings were all just all business. Okay, so how's the task going? I've even been in one-on-ones where my supervisors before would just be asking me about my task, about how I'm doing my task. And all those meetings, whenever that happened, I felt, I did not feel the engagement and this was face to face, right? So I could just imagine if that would have happened on a remote level, like in a virtual meeting level, that would have been totally bad. So having these simple questions are really, for me, beneficial. I actually told them to try to add some games, you know, but again, this is something that the team can agree on, like mini quizzes and all that, that that those are fun things that you can just try out doesn't have to be the leader all the time you can always delegate okay we will do you know a round robin like everybody gets to choose a game that we can play at the start of meetings just to kind of break the ice it doesn't have to be every meeting but you know in a week you should at least have these um lighter moments rather than all business on the virtual calls sometimes um, managers apply tools wherein they're able to assess how uh, someone who's working remotely is doing. If you're familiar with the mood meter, mm. wherein I've heard of it during at the start of the day where they have a scrum se- session or a 
team huddle, then the team leader is using the group chat, collects information or checks on them through emoticons, wherein, how are you feeling today? Oh, okay. The thumbs up or the thumbs down or just nothing. So the mood meter is sort of like, um, what's that? It's like a plug into a group chat or something like group chat where you just give your emotional status or something. Yeah. Is that how it goes? Okay. Yeah, they do that at the start of the scrum or the team huddle at the start of the day for the team manager to assess which of the team members are going to be having a good day or having a good start <laughs> of the day. And then those are going to potentially have challenges during the day. So for you to be able to have an initial high level assessment on how are things going with regard to your team members? Um, because it's actually an, an insight to what's going to happen within the day. And then if you're connecting mm. those some results with the end of day productivity, uh, it might provide you insight on what happened and what are you going to do in the future for you to be able to address uh, any potential challenges that might happen. That's nice. So it's mood meter, M-O-O-D meter. Yeah. Oh, okay. There are a lot of applications that are available. You can choose to use your phone or some app in the internet. But this is part of team assessment wherein mm. you're able to know the pulse or the feelings of your team member for you to be able to stay connected with them regardless if they're okay. working within the office or doing remote work. That's interesting. I've actually never used that. Uh, something I'm going to Google and see if I can use it with my team. <laughs> Thank you. I just want to add to this, right? So we were talking about social balance and our work-life balance. Another thing I think that happens with remote work is that although we want to say that you get more time with, again, with family and all that, what can happen sometimes is because remote employees want to keep working remotely, right? There is also a tendency to overwork themselves because they want to prove that, hey, this will work. This setup is working. Look at me work. And this has happened. I think last, last time, you're right, I mentioned about this team member of mine who would work beyond the expected eight hours just because he got the time off from the traffic and all that, which was never my intention. But that kind of behavior, if prolonged, can be bad for you as well. Working, you know, trying to work too much now because you want to prove that remote work is something good. So uh, what do you think about that? That leads us to the fourth challenge of oh, okay. remote work as burnout. Burnout, okay. Burnout from work. Okay, let's say you have this nine-hour work shift or nine-hour work window, and then you have to travel one hour before work and then travel going back to home another hour. So it's essentially close to 11 to 12 hour work shift. But mm -hmm. sometimes the mindset of someone who works from home is they're saving their effort in terms of traveling, driving or commuting. Mm -hmm. So they're rather spend it doing some work. But what we tell our minds when we have that mindset or mentality is we're going to work 11 to 12 hours 
at all. <laughs> so imagine. Yeah, which is what happened to my team member. <laughs> imagine your team member doing work 11 to 12 hours within the day. And a day, yeah. yeah. Which, if you he or she is in the office, he or she can do it within eight hours. Yeah. But that employee work, working remotely tends to do it on a longer time frame. So, mm-hmm. which is why it's becoming unproductive and turning into a burnout because they tend to relax. I don't know if relax is the right term, but they tend to see that they have more time if they're doing remote work, then they need to be more productive because the deadline is near because they need to right. go home as soon as um, their work shift ends. And yeah, I think it goes to zero with that quote, right? Like work expands to fill the available time, right? So that can happen. Like, hey, you know, I don't need to drive. So I have two extra hours to just get the work done. So it kind of expands to fill that time available. So you're right. And although it might seem like now it's the same number of hours that, you know, I spend work-wise because of the commute and all that, it's still different because the stress on the mind is just not healthy in the long run, right? I am not suggesting that, you know, overtime should be banned totally, but I'm just saying that these prolonged extra hours is not good in the long run. Once in a while, it can work. It's okay. It's even necessary. But be careful because prolonged will lead to burnout. Just be mindful on how things or how you do things at home and you're doing work from home or remote work and ensure that whatever your work tendencies when you're at the office, um, identify the things that you need to carry on when you do work at home. Because at the end of the day, you need to also be mindful of the well-being of yourself mm-hmm. and not to overwork. Because people who's doing remote work tend to have this mindset that they will need to prove to their managers that they're more productive when they're, yeah. they're working from home and, <laughs> and, and be able to prove to their colleagues that even though they're not visible in the office, they're still producing output, but they should be trying to find ways to be more productive, whether or not they're working in the office or working outside of the office. It's finding that balance. All right. So let's make sure we don't get into burnout when we're doing this. I mean, for me, that's about, I think the biggest challenges that we can face in terms of remote work. I'm sure there are other things that the people will experience and we would love to hear from everybody. But before that, let me just do a quick summary of what we discussed, right? The first one and done was really about internet connection, right? And there's not much we can do about it except for plan ahead on what are the work that can be best done with or without connection. So if there's that kind of work, then you can do it, you know, offline or when you know that internet can get really bad. <laughs> the next thing that you mentioned, Anton, was about monitoring, right? I love the idea of a pit stop. Having that pit stop and having the power to call your own pit stop is one thing. People do not frown upon people needing help, right? So that's, I, I love that. Um, the next thing is social life, something that people who are getting into this may not be expecting because they they want to say that they'll have more social life. 
but in reality, you get less of it. You'll realize that a lot of your social life is with work friends. And if you're not in the office, um, you will sometimes feel like, do I have friends? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Potentially, you might lose your friends. Right? You know, you'll, you'll feel that like, do I have friends? Because I don't meet with anybody anymore. And so it's actually a good check on you. Find more friends outside of work. <laughs> uh, it's good. And lastly, for me, this is one of the most crucial is burnout. It's something that we should be mindful of. Like for me, it's not just a team manager's role, though. It, can, it should also be the team member looking out for his or her well-being, making sure that they are all right and not burning out. Prolonged stress will get you this and it will not be good for you. So I think that's about it. And then hopefully we get to hear from people about other challenges they may have. And let's see if we can talk about that and help them out. So if you have any questions, please do let us know. Yeah, that's about it, about work from home or remote work. Currently, um, with the situation right now, remote work is very critical when we try to deliver our work um, in a pandemic situation. But mm -hmm. in this time, I think the safety of oneself or everyone yeah. is the utmost priority. Mm -hmm. So after this situation, if you're a manager and might want to look at the having a work from home or remote work as an option in your workplace, try to think of it as something of a benefit rather than yeah. a reaction mm -hmm. to certain challenges or certain situations. Yeah. So it's a necessity right now, but hopefully when the situation gets better, even if it's not a necessity, it might be a good option. I think you mentioned last time also that it's actually an added benefit for you and your team members. Yep. It is a benefit now. It used to be a good option five years ago, but right now it's very much needed in the workplace for you to be able to sustain your productivity, achieve better results, and then at the same time, be able to provide options and flexibility to your staff. All right. Yes. And with that, I think we're going to end the discussion on remote work. If you have any questions, please send them our way. We will definitely be covering other topics in terms of productivity in the coming weeks. So we hope to hear from you soon. Thank you very much, Ryan. And have a nice day.